When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Marking as Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go. 10, Now live in the Bank Plus studio where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. All right, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Cypress Depot. That's Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. Right around the corner from us. Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. CypressDepot.com. Um, man, they they do a great job. Um, leading supplier of hardwoods and, and cypress in the southeast, among many, many other things, including trek decking. Uh, I've got all kinds of stuff from Cypress Depot. At my house. Um, they do a super job. Kenny and the crew, cypressdepot.com. The show is also presented by eye care professionals. Dr. Kirk Jeffries, cataract surgery. You want to go to Dr. Kirk Jeffries, eye care professionals. Two locations on Lakeland Drive, one in Jackson, one in Flowood, Bellmead. Eye care professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries. We were, uh, Blake is dying to talk about Pat McAfee on game day. And Blake decided to tweet out on Saturday that Pat McAfee was looking rather swaggy on the set of game day. And, and look, man, and this is fine. I mean, you know, if you got, if you have a cool suit and you're in it, it's uh, awesome, right? Uh, but Reese Davis and, and Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard and David Pollock are all buttoned up. Pat McAfee brings the, uh, the disco party and the party party as Jackson Meadows would have said, like to the game day set. I think that's fair. 
and he 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 brings some I'll borrow from your generation down some electricity to the set which is desperately needed 100%. Yeah. They need what do we call it like young life, young blood? They need that. They needed an injection of energy and Yeah. Well, and also just someone who hadn't been on the you need a new face. Right. You need someone who hadn't been on the set for 20 years. As boring as Desmond Howard and David Pollock are. Um, and then they're trying to figure out what to do with Lee Corso. Um, and, and Lee's done a great job as an entertainer. And uh, age is going to get us all. Um, Pat McAfee was a really, really nice addition to game day on Saturday morning. You know? I think... Getting Joe Buck and Troy Aikman Woo. and getting Pat McAfee, which they didn't go. I get that those are different, right? They didn't steal an already established thing. I understand. Right. But my, the, the sentiment is the same. ESPN is actively approaching their broadcast teams with an idea of like, we have to get better, which yeah. I think for the last 20 years, you could argue they approach that position with, we're already the best, so we don't have to do anything. Right. And so... What do we talk about? Uh, Saban, I think, says this. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse, right? Because everyone around you is getting better, right? If you're not working, well, someone else is. So I think ESPN kind of fell into a lull of, well, we're the sports giant. Nobody can compete with us. But you look at what Fox did with their game day set, doing Urban Meyer, Reggie Bush, kind of attacking uh, college game day, which had been the... Matt Lanart's a huge name. Yeah, they had been... Brady college, Quinn has no business on the set. But. College game day had been the you know untouched giant and Coke and Pepsi, right? Like, game day had been established and no one was there, and then all of a sudden Fox said, well, hold on, we're going to compete for this. Right. Nike Under Armour. Same thing. That's probably not going. Nike Adidas. Right. Right. Um, I think... McDonald's Wendy's. Taking... Yeah, taking an active approach and saying, okay, well, we're not going to just sit by and let Fox do what they're going to do. We're going to try to get better is huge. Because yeah. because Fox could have just as easily gone and grabbed Pat McAfee to do something for they them. They could have. You know, or NBC, that combination of Fox, NBC, CBS. ESPN has a new president with uh, a lot more vision. And you can see that with Pat McAfee and going and getting Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, like Ab- you said. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I'm excited. I think you saw right away on College Game Day Saturday that A, Pat McAfee doesn't care that he's not a... Um, traditional broadcaster. He doesn't right. care that he hasn't been on the show as long as Corso or Pollock or any right. of the other guys. He is there to be himself. I don't know if you saw the line that had Reese Davis dying. So they brought up some they're they're at they're in Austin. Austin obviously Texas barbecue. Sure. They bring up this tray that looked like a you know caveman's delight. It had beef ribs the size of my forearm and Pork and sausage and, you know, everything that you would do to show out for college game day. Right. We've done it in Starkville. We've done it in Oxford. We know how this game goes. And McAfee is eating some as they're about to go to break. And McAfee takes a bite and he says, mm. he's like, this is the best meat I've ever put in my mouth. And of course, the set like Herb Street Snickers like a little kid and Reese Davis's face looked like someone had slapped his grandma in front of him because Reese is an old-school, traditional guy. Sure he is. And I just thought that moment encapsulated exactly what game day needed because it was almost like I'm going to reference something that we've had on our station and we had a reference to this man earlier. When Chris Brooks and Jackson were on the air together, 
it was like father and son. And when son did something stupid or said something that was like maybe borderline inappropriate or borderline yeah. on the edge, you know, dad, Chris Brooks would uh, uh, guffaw or make a note, you know, uh, oh, we can't say stuff like that. Reese Davis and Pat McAfee looked like the exact same thing that day. And I think that's what they needed. They needed someone to be the bad boy of college game day or whatever, you, however you want to phrase it, but just push the edge, right. push the line. Because Reese Davis isn't going to, Pollock's not going to, Herb Street, Howard, they're not going to push the line. McAfee will do that. And it's a phenomenal addition yeah, to game day. absolutely. That's what they needed. And they're going to be in uh, Appalachian State. Which is whatever. I, it, yikes. We couldn't have done better than that this uh, week. I think it'll be Boone, North Carolina is amazing. Yeah, but it's Troy. It's like it's 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 such a low end game. <laughs> I mean, props to App State who beat Texas A and M, which App is amazing. State is uh, there is a cool factor in Boone, North Carolina, yes. and they have Cinderella name power because they beat Michigan, Michigan and now A and M, and so they'll just feed off that yeah. more so than the yeah. No, I'm, the I'm game. sure it'll be fine. It'll be fun, but it's you know. just like. You look around the and but you look around the country and out. I get that state LSU doesn't carry nets. Mississippi State's not a national brand that people care about. Ole Miss isn't a national brand that people care about in the way that they can sell storylines around. I know LSU is, and if LSU was undefeated, maybe there'd be more say there. Right. But LSU State should be a better game. I even think Penn State Auburn could be an amazing game. A and M Miami, even though A and M lost, should still be an amazing game. I mean. This is a real find-out-who-you-are game if you're Texas A&M. It really is. Because if you lose today, this Saturday, you take Arkansas on in Dallas. Woo. You'll probably be an underdog there. You go at Mississippi State, at Alabama. There's a chance you lose Saturday that you're an underdog in your next three games. What at, if they go one and three? In the next less four, and four. In the next four? I don't... Surely they can't go 0-4 oh as a top-five recruiter, can they? So they're they're one and one right now. They've already lost to App State, who we said the big number of the weekend was fifty six to one. Fifty six four and five stars for A and M, one four and five star for App State. Fifty six to one. That's how much you're. Ta- so they won't. Out- I've watched that game. They won't out talent the next four teams more than they out talented App State. Jimbo had to do everything he could to give App State that game, and he did. Correct. So why can't he do that to more talented teams over the next four weeks? I mean, Alabama's beating the tar out of them. I don't care that Alabama's not that good. Yeah, I still think they win. Arkansas looks better than than A and M by a, a touchdown and a half at this point. A and M could be the underdog after this Miami game. They could be the underdog in the next three games. I spent several days in Boone, North Carolina. It's a beautiful place. Uh, that'll be fun with App State. Out of bounds. One hundred five nine. The Zone. ESPN. Um, is brought to you by Went McGee, the Mortgage Man, MortgageManMS.com. That's MortgageManMS.com. He'll shop the best rates for you. Steve Robertson coming up next. Mississippi State at LSU, and they're a favorite in Vegas. What in the world is going on? I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. 
every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's a big one in Baton Rouge. I don't know if the Mississippi State fan base is uh, overconfident, but Vegas has MSU as a two-point favorite. Not sure I agree with that line, but uh, here we go. Baton Rouge, 5 o'clock, Saturday afternoon, night, and uh, should be a close game, MSU at LSU, but MSU has a chance to win. They don't always have a chance to win when they go on the road and play them Tigers. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, uh, brought to you by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Superior, superior.ms. show is also brought to you by Havana Smoke Shop. Premium cigars, two locations in the Metro Havana Smoke Shop. We welcome in Steve Robertson. Jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. And Steve, uh, so do you agree with the line? Do you do you agree that uh, your Bulldogs should be a two-point favorite? Well, here's here's what I'll say about that, Bo. Uh, I'm not in the business of making money in the gambling world, so I've learned the hard way never to bet on Mississippi State. But, uh, but here's the deal. Mississippi State's taken some really good teams to LSU in the past and come home with a loss. I think this team might be a little different. And I think LSU getting them early is probably advantageous for Mississippi State. I agree. I agree with you. I think it'll be a very, very close game. But I think it's going to boil down how can State handle the intensity of that crowd in the fourth quarter. We've had these periods of malaise in the late third quarter. It's allowed teams to kind of crawl back into it. If that happens at Baton Rouge, it's going to be another year where you take a good team down there and come home with a loss. So I think it boils down to state's poise and maturity, but yeah, I think state's got a chance to win this ball game. Jaden Crumedy, is he for sure out for MSU this week? Yeah, I'm not expecting him back this week. And, and again, the timeline for that is still kind of undetermined and, and not public, but uh, no, I don't, I don't expect him back. I think he and John Lewis both are still probably unavailable, but everybody else uh, expected to be back. And, uh, 
did some checking on some things yesterday, and it appears that uh, you know State came out of that game uh, you know, healthy against Arizona. You know, Woody Marks went down with an ankle injury, looked kind of bad at the time. Then you know, five minutes later, he's walking up down the sidelines and returns to the game. So we don't expect to have anybody unavailable that was available last week. Uh, what did you make of the offensive line? Um, I know at times they gave Will all day, and at times it was a little bit of a struggle. When you see that offensive line against the LSU guys, and I know LSU lost a guy um, against Florida State, but what do you see in that matchup in the trenches? I think that's where the game will be decided, to be quite honest with you. And uh, I think the offensive line has played really well, and that's been kind of a pleasant surprise. You know, we were worried about those tackle spots all fall, and Dollar Bill Johnson is hanging in there doing a good job. And uh, Ken Jones uh, had had a hold call, um, and then Dollar Bill had one. But by and large, they played pretty well. It'll be the biggest challenge to date, you know, because I think you could make a case that LSU is DLU, not just DBU. I mean, those guys always have some guys, and uh, Ojolari is back. And so it's going to be a real test. But I think how State handles that LSU pass rush will ultimately decide the football game. Uh, you mentioned Marks, uh, so that thing may just be with what this high ankle sprain may be there throughout the year. Is that what is that what you're thinking? I don't think it's going to be that that significant. I mean, it, I, initially it looked bad, but he went right back in and was cutting on it, planting on it. So I don't, I don't think it'll be something that that lingers that it limits his availability or his ability to make plays. I mean, I think the bottom line is it's, it's college football and everybody gets a little banged up. But no, I don't, I don't think it's something that will hamper him from making a very solid contribution this week. You mentioned Caleb dunk, uh, ducking several times in August. Uh, so many times throughout the year, Steve, as you know, there's been a wide receiver mentioned at Mississippi State, but nothing comes to fruition. Uh, he has come... Now, this is a different deal because this is actually uh, an offense that they rep the passing game out. Um, you got to be pretty impressed with what you're seeing from Caleb ducking the first two games. Uh, is it three TDs, two TDs and yeah, three. Uh, three. And he, other than the drop on, you know, through the hands on, on Saturday night, this kid's played really well. Uh, how would you assess his play to date? Well, I would say what he's doing on the field kind of matches what we saw in camp. And, and you make a good point. You remember a couple of years ago, Javante Payton was the, the star of fall camp, and it never translated to the field. Last year it was Makai Polk in, in camp. We're like, hey, this guy's a difference maker, and he certainly did. He had a record-breaking season. Caleb Ducking played behind Polk last year, so he had a chance to kind of learn and watch and really kind of learn how to play college football. This is a guy from Rolling Fork, Mississippi, at South Delta High School, and played at Holmes Community College where uh, they were a run-first scheme. So, you know, give Joe Moorhead a little credit. I mean, Joe offered him a scholarship. He had one collegiate catch under his belt, and now he is an absolute red zone weapon. If he doesn't get the ball, he's usually getting a penalty flag because he, he does such a good job getting a release and getting off the line and out into the pass pattern. And with his length and athleticism and ability to high points football, uh, you get in a one-on-one matchup, that's going to favor Mississippi State every single time. And I think we're we're beginning to see that. And I think that's the thing that's so rewarding is you've got a guy that's been developed and is now playing well above his uh, – maybe even the potential Joe Moorhead saw in that guy. But uh, he, he is a real weapon, and I think that's a guy that uh, 
now defensive coordinators around this conference are thinking, okay, what do we do? How do we shade coverage to that side of the field, which opens up opportunities for other people? Uh, Blake just said you cannot make him give Joe Moorhead credit on anything. I just wanted to let you know. Well, I'm giving, well I, I know Blake, um, and God bless him. But uh, <laughs> I think I think that's the thing with Joe is I think you see a guy that's long and lean and athletic. It's kind of we talk. We always talk about diamonds in the rough, and this is where I think Mississippi State has to has to have a high batting average. When you have guys like that, you know. You take a chance. You got to hope you hit on them, and they have here. And uh, matter of fact, I traded some messages with Joe back here in fall camp just to kind of let him know how Duckin was doing, and and he kind of explained. He goes, "This is what we saw in him, and we hoped it would develop." He goes, "I'm just so incredibly happy for the kid." You sure, know? and that's the thing. Sure, I think when you look at Mississippi State now, it's like all of a sudden you've got this guy out here that. Um, and he's just making defensive backs curious. I mean, you saw that. You know, he made the big touchdown against Arizona, and then the kid he beats wants to get out there and fight. I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, it, it's not magic. It's math. When you've got a guy that long with that big catch radius and you've got a quarterback that's got elite ball placement, it's indefensible. If you throw if you throw it up there to the back pylon, he's going to go get the football, yeah. and there's not much you I, can do. Look, so. and Will's playing great. Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. Look, uh, Steve, I won't even give – I've got Moorhead's cell number. I won't even give it to Blake. You know, because I don't ever know what's going to happen on a Friday night, Saturday night after Blake's had a beer and gets all ticked off. Um, real quick, we've only got a minute. We'll we'll bring you, but this is a short segment. We'll bring you back on later in the week. Uh, give me one guy on defense that's got to play big against uh, LSU for Mississippi State to have a good chance to win. I think it's the Cameron Richardson. I think you feel like Emmanuel Forbes has got his side of the field done. And I think D Cam's played really well going to be really, really tested this week with those LSU wide receivers. And, you know, you know when you look at that offense, you know, you've you got you to gotta get guys on the ground. But if you allow plays to extend, it's going to put a lot more stress on your secondary. And we saw some of that last week against Arizona. But uh, I think D-Camp's got to really hold his own and, and uh, win some one-on-one matchups because you're going to see a lot of them. And, and you, you can't let guys get behind you at Tiger Stadium. And, and listen, Bo, you've been there. When that crowd gets rocking, you Woo! feel like the ground is going to open up and swallow you whole. And I think Bcam can make some plays to uh, to neutralize some of that. And they're going to have to keep an eye on Jason Taylor, son. That kid's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and, you know, hell of a player. But State's got an awesome opportunity to, uh, to win a big game. Uh, Steve, we'll do it again later in the week. Thank you, man. Uh, Gene's Page, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve Robertson. On the Yingling Lager guest line, brought to you by MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Luganville, coming up next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Press the button, my friend. The Outbound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Any of the 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. Wild weekend in college football, and uh, there's a major meltdown going on in College Station, Texas. Jimbo Fisher and uh, four straight top 10 recruiting classes, along with the number one recruiting class this past year, upset by Appalachian State. Regardless of how good they are as a G5 program, that's unacceptable. So we welcome in Tom Luganbill, uh, National College Football Analyst, ESPN, and he joins us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Uh, Tom, if uh, Jimbo is not willing to adjust and adapt and not give up play-calling duties, uh, where where do you see this going in College Station? Well, i got to be honest with you. I mean, I, I don't think it's just that. I mean, they, they, they appear to have other issues as well. I mean, when a, when a group of five team, and, and albeit App State's a, a, a damn good one, a 10-game, 10-win uh, season a year ago, but when they come in and completely line up and run the ball down your throat, that's a problem. I mean, it wasn't so much that Texas A&M lost this game. It's how they lost this game. And yes, to your original question, um, if, if there's going to be an unwillingness to adapt or evolve or to change the approach, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean that you have to have a different play caller or that you have to, that you have to relinquish those duties. But if you're not going to be willing to, to make some changes and you, you're going to become a sitting duck because you're just laying it out there for everybody to critique and to criticize because when you keep seeing it over and over and over and over again, there's only one conclusion that can be made, right? And that's the issue that his stubbornness is going to create if things don't start changing from, from an operational standpoint offensively. But it's not, again, it's not just the offense. I, I was very concerned about what I saw from them on defense, too. Yeah, Darkin and them did not have a good day. But uh, how surprised were you, Tom, that – it's easy for me to do this on Monday, but how how surprised were you that Jimbo didn't make a change and give Max Johnson an opportunity at least by the end of the third quarter, Luke? Um, I, I was very surprised. I, I think it, it got to the point where you just needed a spark, right? Um, not necessarily you're you're not necessarily making that jump, making that change. 
with the mindset that, oh, all of a sudden uh, we're making a change for the long term here. That's not necessarily what would have been said. It would have just been more about trying to come up with something that could get them rolling a little bit, get some momentum, maybe a you know, different voice in the huddle, uh, uh, maybe some different decisions. And, and listen, Haynes King, I'm, I'm really surprised at how much he's struggling. I, I really am. And, and to your point, Bo, maybe, maybe that's a reflection of him being hampered by the approach or by the offensive system, maybe not allowing him to be at his best. Yeah, I just, look, I, di- I didn't start at Georgia Tech like you did at quarterback and didn't play as long as Jimbo Fisher did. I look at it, though, through a business lens. And we built a business, and I- I'm just a big believer in keeping it simple and repping that out and, mm-hmm. you know, finding a model or an approach that works and so on. Uh, we, You and I have talked about it. Um, you could see it on Saturday. I know you were at Penn State, but it looked mm-hmm. like he had 25 pages it looked like he was holding 25 pages. And yeah, I just think right. that is the biggest bunch of nonsense. And I know you played the position that we always talk about, mm-hmm. and you coached and all that. And I don't know how to coach football, but I know how to coach people and around this business and so on. And so I, I just I don't understand why you would put that on a 19, or maybe he's 20 by now, but on a young man who hasn't had a lot of reps when you wouldn't simplify it, and, and then you get into paralysis by analysis, which doesn't work in sports or business, Tom. Yeah, that's the part that, um, that I probably would have the biggest beef with is just sometimes it's best to have a few things that you do really, 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 really well. And if you have better players than most of the opponents that you're going to face, then you're probably going to be highly successful in what you're doing. Whereas you can have eight gazillion different things on the call sheet or in the game plan or in the practice plan, but there's not enough time to truly rep them all and be really, really good and still have really good players and then not be as effective. And I think that's kind of what we're, what we're seeing here. I, I'll, I'll never forget. I was, I was a young coach uh, and I was, I was working for a guy who was the offensive line coach for Don Coriel. Oh, um, I loved Eric Coriel. Mm. Yeah. So during the San Diego chargers, those, those epic years, um, and, uh, and he used to tell me, he was our offensive line coach at the time, he said, you know, everybody thinks that we were reinventing the wheel at, at San Diego. He goes, we had four run plays and about eight to ten pass concepts. The only thing that we did that made us look complicated is we were always in a different formation, personnel grouping, a shift, a motion, but the plays never changed. It was four runs, eight to 10 passes, and that's all we practiced were those things. Now we would get to it by a bit of a different look. It was, it was simplicity made to look complex. And I've never forgotten that because uh, it just made so much sense. But from outside of looking in, it made it sound like they were reinventing the wheel and that they, they changed offensive football forever. Now they may have, but it wasn't because they ran 60 different pass plays and 27 different versions of run plays and and 17 different pass protections. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show and the Yingling Lager guest line talking SEC football with us. Um, Real quick before we get to Ole Miss Georgia Tech, and you've already called a Georgia Tech game this weekend, Mm -hmm. I mean this year, which is is awesome for us. Miami at A&M. 
If Max Johnson plays quarterback, which I, I think it'll be an upgrade for now. Who knows what Haynes will be in the future, okay? But mm-hmm. for now, because you and I have watched Max Johnson play well at times. Sure. If Max Johnson plays, how do you see this game, Miami at A&M Saturday night? Um, I see a quarterback that Miami has that's better than any of the quarterbacks on Texas A&M's roster right now. So I think Tyler Van Dyke gives Miami a chance. But I, I worry about this being a snake backed into a corner type of mentality from A&M. And then what if all of a sudden they come out and they're angry and they play really, really well? Um, I, I, I wouldn't put that past them. I think, I think Max Johnson is, is, is a good player. I mean, you look at the last three games of the 2020 season, through eight touchdowns and one interception, goes down to the swamp, beats Florida. Um, there, there's enough of a sample size there to trust that he can get it done. And so I, I would expect that if they play him, um, that he, he plays well. But the question is this, because you've mentioned it with Haynes King. What if the same approach is what the issue is regardless of who the quarterback Ooh. is? Mm. Right? Mm. What, if, what if it's paralysis by analysis? What if it's um, we're asking the quarterback to just have way too much on his plate, and it doesn't matter who is playing quarterback? And I'm not saying that's the case, but I do, I, I do think it's a potential reality. Uh, you're listening Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. We're visiting with our friend, QB1, Tom Luganbill, uh, on the Yingling Lager guest line. All right, so for our listeners, Lugs has already called uh, Clemson Georgia Tech. And now Ole Miss heads to Georgia Tech. They're a big favorite, but I don't know. Maybe it, maybe you know Jeff Collins can make this a close game. We'll see. That's my game this week. Are you serious? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, so ABC 230. That. I thought that's why you were bringing it up. All right, well, two, two, uh, several different reasons. You've already been yeah. on the field watching Georgia Tech a couple weeks ago right. on that Monday night game. Two, you started at quarterback at Georgia Tech, and now that makes sense mm-hmm. as I'm looking at the 238, 330 your time, but 230 yeah, ABC, ABC game, yeah. Rebs, and uh, Yellow Jackets. Okay, give me, size this. I know we don't know a lot from Ole Miss because Troy's not good in Central Arkansas. Yeah is so much lower in division. But walk me through what you see in this matchup between the Rebs and Georgia Tech. Well, not only do I believe that Ole Miss has the better team, but Ole Miss has the better quarterbacks, as in two. Um, I, I think Luke Altmaier and Jackson Dart. Lane Kiffin's got a great problem on his hands right now. And I know the level of competition isn't overly high the last couple of weeks. But what we've seen so far between those two guys, Michael Trigg uh, at, at, at the tight end spot, he's emerging to be a really, really impressive downfield target. Um, I, I think they're going to be just fine on offense. The question is going to be, is Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech going to be the guy that played really well versus Clemson or the guy that looked horrible last week against Western Carolina? And, I, and it's, it, he is such a head-scratching prospect because he is so talented and so gifted, but he cannot, for whatever reason, sustain any type of consistency from, from one game to the next. So if, if it's not, a, not that Georgia Tech's an easy uh, place to play, it's not, but it's also not one of the most difficult places to play either. Um, I, I think this comes down to which quarterback uh, doesn't turn the ball over. If Georgia Tech turns the ball over, they're going to get outmanned because, because, 
Ole Miss has, has better players. And, sure. and I got to be careful on what I say to some degree just because uh, I am calling the game and I, and I got to look at it from, from, from both sides. But I do, I do think from what I've seen so far, just briefly, and I've, I'm going to be diving into the, the Central Arkansas game this afternoon, that I like what I see from two different quarterbacks. Okay. What if Jeff Sims, the quarterback at Georgia Tech, is playing well, what will Ole Miss fans see? on Saturday afternoon in Atlanta? A really, really dangerous runner that is very, he's like a bigger version of Jordan Travis at Florida State. He hasn't been anywhere near as productive and he hasn't developed the way Jordan Travis has. Um, But the the thing that scares you at any moment, he can take off and run. At any moment, he can hurt you with his legs. He's got a strong arm. I mean, he's one of those guys that really frustrates you because you look at him physically and you're going, what's missing? Why isn't this guy clicking? And, and for whatever reason, he just had a hard time uh, sustaining any type of consistency. Okay. Uh, so Kiffin's going to go with Dart. And um, I think he's ready to go. He would like to go with Dart, you know, full go. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Luke, is a, Luke could start and do well, too. And yeah. hell of a backup option just in case something happens. But uh, – so I watched some of that Central Arkansas game, and again, tough to, but you're right, man. Trig, Lugs, he looks good, and he's kind of a flex tweener between a tight end because his body, I mean, you could almost say he looks more like a, it depends on which way you want to run the numbers, but you could say he looks more like a wide receiver than a tight end, which is a good thing this day and age. Right. I mean, isn't that how offensive football's, you know, kind of being played now? You have that tweener hybrid Guy can be in the backfield. He can be in the slot. I mean, I had Penn State last week. There were times where they were in 13 personnel, but they were lined up in four wides. Three of the receivers were tight ends, two of them in the slot and one of them on the outside. Wow. And so it can just create a lot of matchup problems. And, and uh, But at, from, from, a, um, from, from a, uh, just a, a playmaking perspective, I've been impressed with, with Trigg's ability to not only get open, but, but make some plays, you know, make some plays on the ball. Yeah. I don't know what Ole Miss has on defense yet. Um, obviously, yeah, we I just. Think any of us do. Yeah, Durkins went to AM. Um, it, it's a relatively new DC, and, and I know you'll know more in, in the next couple of days. Um, when you look at. But you like Ole. All right. Uh, you can't call this, can you? Because you're calling the game, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, all right. I'll pass on that. that. <laughs> um, Penn State at Auburn. Yeah. Auburn struggled. I watched a good bit of that game. They just don't look like they have the pop and electricity that they need, but they won. You just watch Penn State. Penn State travels down to Auburn. Yeah. What are you expecting in that matchup? Well, if Auburn's going to have an opportunity to knock off Penn State, it's going to be because of Auburn's defensive front. Um, Penn State's one glaring flaw. And they don't have too many. They're actually really good. I, I think they probably should be uh, ranked somewhere around 15. I don't think they're ranked high enough. But they are not very good right now on the offensive line. Um, they've, they've been pushed around. They miss blocks. Um, Ohio was able to create some pressure issues and, and, and sack and pressure Sean Clifford. Um, so I, I, I think this comes down to Auburn making plays on defense, getting Penn State behind the chains. Uh, putting them in third and eight plus. Don't let, don't let uh, Penn State, you know, dictate terms on offense because I, I think Penn State on defense is really, really good. 
They may have the best corner in all of college football, Joey, Joey Porter Jr. Um, P.J. Mustafer on the defensive front really, really good. It's just it's a good overall group defensively. They're going to be stingy. They're not going to give up a lot. Manny Diaz has come in there and really kind of revitalized them from a pressure perspective. I mean, they, they really dial up some, some unique things. But um, at the end of the day, it's going to be a home environment, which is a benefit to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Penn State's going to have the better quarterback. I don't think there's any question about that. So how does Auburn disrupt that quarterback? Okay. Uh, let's go to Bama, Texas. How surprised were you the way that game unfolded? Shocked. I, I, I was shocked. I thought we would see much more of a, um, a Georgia-Oregon type of game. Maybe not that bad. Um, but I'll say this. How many times have we talked about this? How are you, how are you supposed to beat an Alabama or a Georgia or somebody when you're not as good as they are athletically? right? We talk about this all the time. You have to play your best game and the other team has to help you. Alabama had 15 penalties, 15 penalties Mm. in that game. And if that's, if that's not help, I don't know what is. Now, at the end of the day, Alabama is more talented. They're able to make a few more plays, but I was, I was impressed with Texas. Question is, and it's always going to be right until proven otherwise, what will they do with it? Right. Because the last thing they need is to go out and play UTSA and lay an egg. Right. You know, that's, that's the scary thing to me. Like, right. how, how, because what we've seen from Texas, I had them last year. They throttled Texas Tech. They throttled TCU, and you're starting to kind of believe. And then they go have the year that they have. Mm. You know, and it's, it's just, so you don't know. It's hard to trust them right now. We'll see. Uh, I was impressed with them, though. Yeah. I was. I was they played hard on defense. Uh, they, they, they played aggressive. They weren't scared of Alabama. They didn't let Alabama intimidate them. I just thought that there was some, there was some real positives to take away from that. All right, let's go one more game. Mississippi State at LSU. Um, yeah. Again, don't know a lot about LSU. Um, they're in transition. MSU, I think they have a nice team, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Will Rogers is more comfortable than he's ever been. They don't have, they don't have a dude in the front seven. Which for the really since Cheryl went there in '91, all the way through uh, Mullen and Moorhead, they've mm-hmm. usually they've had one. Okay, either yeah. in the interior defensive line or on the edge. They don't have that. I don't think they have a top four or five round dude in the, or even maybe six round dude. But collectively, they're they're pretty salty. So they travel to LSU. As you size up this matchup, who do you like and why? Well, until proven otherwise, I like the team that looks like the most organized outfit right now. And and, and I think that's Mississippi State. I think they've got cleaner answers, more definitive knowledge of who they are as a football team. And I don't feel that way yet about LSU. I think LSU is still kind of reeling, still trying to find out what they are, who they are. what went wrong, how to correct it off of the loss to Florida State. And, you know, it's tough. You're playing Southern. You beat Southern 65 to 17. You're supposed to do that. So I love the fact that LSU didn't play down to the level of competition. That part to me uh, was impressive and that they rebounded. But I still, I feel like LSU is still trying to kind of find out who they are while Mississippi State knows exactly who they are. 
right now. And I think that gives you an advantage early on in the season. Okay. Jaden Daniels, mobile quarterback. I'll be interested to see if Mississippi State's linebackers are athletically gifted enough to to contain him. That'll be interesting. I do think Mississippi State will be able to throw the ball um, around. You know, I mean, they may have to go underneath. It works, as Leach said after the game. I'm okay with it it, it hitting a defense with 10 minutes left to go in the game and tiring them out, you know, uh, spraying the ball sideline to sideline. I guess whatever works, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, do whatever you have to do to, to, to come up with a favorable outcome. I don't think there's any, there's any question about that. And keep in mind, too, when you talk about Mississippi State on defense, if you really want to have to contend with Jaden Daniels' legs, then play a lot of man defense because there won't be anybody to account for the quarterback. That's how all of those runs happened versus Florida State. Florida State was, did not back down from LSU. They were not afraid of LSU. They said, we're going to line up. We're going to play. You might hit us a couple of times. But we're, we're, we, are, we are not backing down. And in doing so, Jaden Daniels was, was smart in many regards, knowing that there was nobody to account for him. So if Mississippi State's going to mix it up a little bit more, maybe you won't have some of those running lanes if you don't play as much man defense. And real quick, Kentucky, Florida, your thoughts? <laughs> well, I think we have seen exactly what Anthony Richardson is. He is streaky. He has spectacular moments. But man, I mean, that was a that was a poor outing. And and I'll say this, and I've always said this with you: how teams handle success, how teams handle a week of everybody talking good about them. Mm-hmm. You go up, you, you jump up to number twelve in the country, tells you an awful lot about where you are as a program. They're in the infant stages of developing that program. That was a distinct learning lesson for Billy Napier's football team because they did not handle that week following the Utah win well. When uh, when are y'all supposed to talk to Lane Kiffin this week? Uh, we're trying to work on that right now. I think it's going to be either Wednesday or Thursday afternoon because they have a pretty full Friday. Okay. Uh, so, in fact, we were just getting emails about that this morning, but I don't know quite yet. Cool. Thank you, buddy. Uh, have fun All in right. Atlanta. Appreciate it. Will do. All right, buddy. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. How cool is this? He's calling the game this weekend. (laughs) Ole Miss, and that's where he started at quarterback, uh, which is cool, too. Um, So he's got Ole Miss at Georgia Tech on ABC at 2.30 our time. And, um, you know, Ole Miss is a big favorite. But uh, we'll see. they got to play it. We learned this. We found out this weekend. You still have to play that bad boy. You don't ever know what's going to happen. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. And the show is brought to you by the pre-owned and new SUVs and trucks at Mack Hike in Flowood. Visit MackHikeFlowood.com. If you are in the market for a new car or a pre-owned truck or SUV, we'll see you tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.